And welcome to Tackle the Board. My name is Chris Exusion. You can find me at Chris Ebom on Twitter. And my co-host, Russ Reese, the Vegas line reader. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. Uh, feeling good, actually. Didn't take a lot of games. Was uh, I knew last week was going to be a lot of favorites that were going to win last week, so I'm usually an underdog type of guy. Um, but only took two games. I had one college play, Washington State. It was kind of back and forth, but that game ended up winning in the end. And uh, took the Colts minus ten. That game won easily. You also had the Colts. They also they won easily. Um, you won on the Chiefs. What was the other game you had? The Chiefs, right? Yep, yep. I also had the Chiefs as well. Lost that mm-hmm. heartbreaker with the Patriots. There, that was yeah, kind so, of the uh, game that the public got real lucky on. Yeah. So the games we put up this weekend basically went four and one. And the one game that Patriots game, I almost took as a pick too, but. Um, it's funny. I'm just like, these guys will find a way to screw me. You know, of course, what mm-hmm. happens, they lose in overtime. That's the worst, worst possible beat you could have, you know, throwing that pick six. That would, I, every time I looked at my phone, I'm like, oh, all right, good. We got this as a winner. And I was like, all right, nice. I'm like, what the hell happened? Like just the split moment, just not even looking. I'm like, what the hell happened? Yeah, I know. And, you know, we were on top of these games for the most part. I think that Colts game was very important. Both really liked that game. Mm -hmm. Uh, I talked about on Twitter, if you follow me at Chris Ebon, but if you don't, I want to reiterate the message. Bad teams typically do not cover two games in a row. Houston played that really close game with the Patriots, Mm -hmm. and the Colts looked pretty good for most of the games against, well, the last game against the Ravens. And then, you know, and then they became a double digit favorite. A lot of people, a lot of the public was really liking the Texans after playing so close against the Patriots. We didn't fall for it. We know how bad the Texans are and we were more than happy to lay those points. Mm-hmm. And I want to throw something in for that. Also guys, um, a bad team where the public was also backing the Texans, which was very odd. So I start, salvage getting all excited when i see when i see that a bad team getting bet percentage you're just like this happened earlier when i was seeing the like the Bengals against the bears earlier this season i'm like i'm like don't touch it because everyone's all over the underdog they're whenever uh, everyone's all over the bet percentage on some kind of dog you're just like no this that means the team's just been overachieving and you're being fooled you, you the Texans are going to be the worst team in the NFL. So there's no reason anyone should have been betting them. Yeah, it was just a silly bet for the public. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. We didn't fall for it. If you guys go on the Sharp app and saw our plays, you know how strong we felt about it. So that's how we did it. But we're not going to get fooled here right now. Uh, we're turning over to the DFS side with our man, Anthony Servino. Anthony, how you doing today? Doing great, guys. What's going on? Nothing, man. Just another win week per usual, per the par. You know, everything has been good. And we need to get this DFS party started over here. And I know Russ is going to lead this puppy off. Let's go. Let's go, man. Yeah. Uh, We're going to go over your sleepers, actually, this week. Uh, Just how we've been doing before. Um, Curious to see who you like as your quarterback sleeper this week. Well, quarterback sleeper, I'm going to start with Ryan Tannehill, 6,400 on DraftKings. And Ryan Tannehill has not delivered this season. You figure with the guys he lost, uh, you know, Corey Davis and John Smith, they bring in Julio Jones and the way A.J. Brown plays. Like, this is going to be a monster season for Ryan Tannehill. And I don't even think he's thrown for more than one touchdown pass uh, in a single game yet this season. Uh, however, he's 
getting the Kansas City Chiefs, the worst defense in the NFL. I, I would say arguably they're, they're they're pretty much one or two. 32nd against the pass against enemy quarterbacks. And again, he's only priced at 6,400. And the Titans normally play teams like the Bills and the Chiefs well. So I'm in on Ryan Tannehill to possibly have his most productive game uh, since week three against Indy where he put up 23. He's put up three straight games, fewer than 18, back-to-back with 13. Yeah, that seems like a smart play, especially after Henry had that huge game mm-hmm. again last week. So I'm sure they're not going to keep feeding them all day long. Um, I saw you hit on uh, Daryl Williams, one of your sleepers last week, had a nice little game. Um, luckily, I got him for my fantasy squad last week, so he had a nice little day for me too. Um, is there any guys kind of sleepers this week that you like, or I don't even know if you like him again this week? I mean, you know, Darrell Williams last week to me overachieved. I thought he would have a nice game, but he really mm-hmm. popped, and they they featured him especially in the second half when Kansas City took over that game. Uh, as far as like uh, you know, guys deeper or right around Darrell Williams, uh, we have to start looking down, and this is a, a surprise to me. Uh, DeAndre Swift, he's obviously not a sleeper. But he's priced at six thousand. He's priced below mm-hmm. guys like Chuba Hubbard and Josh Jacobs. And when, I don't even know when the hell the last time Josh Jacobs did anything. Oh, he's a hundred dollars mm-hmm. more than Antonio Gibson. Two hundred more than the aforementioned Darrell Williams and uh, DeAndre Swift. He is the Los Angeles or the Los Angeles, or the, uh, the Detroit Lions offense, and they get the Rams this week. And the Rams defense, they can be exploited. It's not the same defense last year. Aside, you know, they have Ramsey and a couple of other guys, Taylor Rapp at safety and Aaron Donald, but they lost some pieces in the offseason. They could be exploited. This is a really nice spot for DeAndre Swift. I like the price point. Again, he's not a sleeper, but he's almost being priced out like one. Nice. Yeah. What about uh with the Ravens, I feel like the running game is going to get going again. Who, who are you liking as running back? Anyone for them well, this week? It depends because uh, Latavius Murray injured his ankle at the end of the game last week. Mm-hmm. So we have to watch his uh, playing status for, for Sunday because you could just keep going in on um, – on Latavius Murray, but there's a good chance he's either going to be limited if he's active or ruled out, which then we turn to, I would probably go to uh, uh, Devonta Freeman. Devonta Freeman had the touchdown last week. I, I believe they activated Le'Veon Bell this week, and they still have Tyson Williams. But, you know, gut feeling, if I had to roll the dice on one, I, I would roll the dice on Devonta Freeman at 4,400. He's the only one that's actually been on the roster and active because for whatever reason, Tyson Williams, if, if he is active, he's not in the game. What about, uh, has Miles Gaskin been getting any touches at all? Because I know the wide receivers are banged up. I wasn't sure if he was a decent play at all. Miles Gaskin is like that player where if you're not starting him on your season-long team and you're not using mm-hmm. him in DFS, he, he puts up 30 points. And that yeah. was the case like two weeks ago. And then the following week, which was last week, week six, in wow. London against Jacksonville. He just puts up 31.9 points against Tampa Bay, of all teams. In week five, he comes back, super smash spot, 3.4 fantasy points, like seven touches. Yep, so, I'm yeah, I'm, 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 I'm out of Miles Gaskin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that looks uh, too viable. I, yeah, I, I, I can't do it. That. I just, I'm done with him. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh any key wide receivers you got your eye on this week 
Yeah, and you know, there's six teams on a buy, so there's two more than last week. So the player pools. Mm-hmm. A little bit more depleted. We got to see what's going on with Kenny Galladay. Uh, you know, the Giants receivers are all banged up. Tony's doubtful. Uh, you know, the rookie who started playing well. But if I'm going to go look into the receiver pool, I, I like Jalen Waddle if Tua is the quarterback. I know there was the rumors today that Tua could be on the move and Deshaun Watson could be on the move. Then there was the most recent rumor that it's not true. But if you go to Dolphins.com, Tua's move is not on the roster. Uh, but if Tua is starting for Miami, then I love Jalen Waddle because Waddle with Tua, they do still have that rapport. He's priced at 5600 and gets the Falcons at home. There is a guy I had a question for you. What about uh, Mike Evans? I feel like every time I see him not really do anything, I feel like he just seems like the guy that complains and that he gets the ball the next the next game that they play. Um. He's always priced right because Evans is, is really boomer bust and they have so many mouths to feed in that, mm-hmm. you know, pass catching group. Uh, the key to Evans this week is Antonio Brown. He's dealing with some kind of an ankle injury. They, we don't know if he's going to play or not. I would think he's going to play because it's Antonio Brown and, uh, you know, he's the deep ball target for Brady. But if there's any chance they sit Antonio Brown, then I, I Mike Evans is a, a super smash spot. Nice. So uh, there's a, actually there's a a guy that I was kind of looking at as well. He kind of finally had a little breakout last week. Um, We got uh, Pitts that I've been looking at for the most part. Um, Can he repeat this performance with possibly Ridley coming back? I I don't know if we're going to get the same performance because of how many targets he had. He had nine targets. Uh, or 10 targets, uh, mm-hmm. actually back-to-back game with nine targets. But then we have Ridley coming back, and Ridley himself gets about eight, nine targets a game. Uh, mm-hmm. So who knows if he cuts into Kyle Pitts a little bit. I do like the matchup against Miami, but like, let me see. Where is Kyle Pitts? He's priced at 5900 I, I like the matchup. Um, I, I guess you could take a shot there. If I would go anywhere else, if Dallas Goddard is activated – from the COVID list, now that Ertz is gone, they get a really good mm-hmm. matchup against Las Vegas. I would probably look in that direction. Actually, the smash of the week, Zach Ertz. Uh, you guys were talking about the Texans. They're the worst team at defending tight ends. Zach Ertz debut game. You know, they, they're Cliff Kingsbury is going to want to showcase Zach Ertz. I, I would take a two touchdown prop on Ertz this week, just for the hell of it. Yeah, it's definitely he's definitely great getting one. He's definitely getting one. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of curious about. Uh, Waller actually, same thing probably. on Fersker, by the way. Who, who is that? Anthony Fersker against uh, he's played the, the Tennessee Titans tight end, hasn't done a lot this year, but he's played against Kansas City in okay. two games, scored in both of them. Nice, yeah. I was gonna say, Waller's, I know he's probably overpriced, I'm not sure, but he's only had one touchdown the whole season. I know the Eagles always struggle against tight ends, so I was wondering if you think he's due for a breakout game. Uh, I don't know. The the thing with Waller this year, you know, he came in with a ton of hype, which was warranted. But whatever happened, all of a sudden, Derek Carr realized he had wide receivers on the team. And Waller doesn't have to get like week one. He had 19 targets. Uh, He hasn't had more than seven targets since that 19 target game. Uh, And that's because we saw the emergence of like Henry Ruggs has his game and Brian Edwards. Uh, We saw a little bit of Zay Jones this year. They have um, the backup tonight. I'm forgetting his name, but he's in the mix. And Hunter Renfro is really, really solid. So they're distributing the ball better. And that cuts into Darren Waller's ceiling. Um, So 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Philly's a nice play, but his price points at sixty seven hundred. I'd rather mm-hmm. pay fifty nine for Pitts. Yeah, this is a good week for sleepers. I could see Goddard on there all the way down to forty six hundred. Um, or any type of defenses you got your eye on this week? You think it'll be a sleeper? Defenses. I mean, they're not. A, I mean, they're pr- again priced like a sleeper to me. The Cardinals. Mm-hmm. They're like the top five oh, wow. fantasy defense. They're getting the Houston Texans at home, and they're thirty one hundred. Like, are you kidding me? It's a JJ Watt revenge mm. game. That's he weird. might get eleven sacks. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, why? It, this doesn't even make sense on their defenses. They got the Dolphins, who aren't even favored, at thirty two hundred. And the Cardinals are at 3,100. I think someone messed up here. Yeah, that might be a little fishy <laughs> over there. I, I think if you're looking at something myself. I, mean, <laughs> I think I'm not betting this game now. Yeah, I'm not touching yeah. that game with the 10-foot pole. But, <laughs> I, I, but I have noticed in the past, I'm not a big DFS guy, but I, I always look in the fishy spreads and lines. But what I used to always be like, I'm going to use this toward my DFS, finding fishy spots with DFS. It doesn't work. Whenever I'm, I'm like, oh, this is fishy, I'm like, no, DFS is its own animal. It, it has nothing to do with fishy line. So um, if you had a great price point at Cardinals, I would just take it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Anthony, before you go, uh, we got some great DFS information or anything. I'm looking at the running back situation this week. Who's the one running back we got to play here? The one running back we have to play. Uh, we don't Darrell, miss out any points here. Darrell Henderson. I, I, you know, from price to opportunity to match up, he checks mm. every box. Uh, the Lions. I believe they've given up six rushing and six receiving touchdowns to running backs, a total of 12 by far league high of any team giving up touchdowns to running backs. Uh, Darrell Henderson's only priced at 6,600. Now he did miss a game, I believe to injury, uh, but in five games played, Darrell Henderson has given you at least 15 points and is coming off his best game last week against the Giants. Darrell Henderson could have a monster game this week. All right, that's all I like to hear. We don't want to miss out on a guy like that. But, uh, Anthony, thank you again for being Absolutely, on. Where can guys. the people find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at the real NFL Guru. All right, fantastic. Have a good week in DFS and uh, keep making that money. Thanks, man. Enjoy the bye week. Good night, guys. Thank you. Later, man. All right, that is Anthony Servino, the real NFL Guru, breaking down DFS for the week, making sure we play the right guys. But now we're going to get into the bread and butter we're getting right into the NFL games. The guys, you this is what you've been waiting for. Uh, I can speak for myself. Making money every week on the Sharp app. I've been on the positive side every week. It's kind of unheard of. But, you know, if you've been following me, it's been kind of the norm. That's how it's been. Uh, Russ and I have been both locked in on NFL with the college and the pro, especially the NFL. So I'm excited about it, Russ. I'm ready to get into this card here. Definitely. So let's 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 not putz around over here. Let's get down to this over here. Let's get to the games. Uh, the first game we got, of course, is Thursday night. We got the uh, Broncos at the Browns. The line is now at minus two. Uh, Browns and the over under forty two. Russ, where are we going? Uh, I'm gonna take the under actually in this game. Um, I'm not taking a spread just because we're gonna have two teams that are highly motivated here. The Browns they're coming off two losses, and the Broncos they're actually coming off three losses. So this is going to be a very competitive type of game here. You got two average quarterbacks and two good defenses. So Browns defense, uh, they've actually had three games where they faced just average to below average quarterbacks on the season. And then those games, they've only given up 11 points per game. So the defense is playing really well for the Browns this season. 
Um, so this is just a 2017 type of game. I see the Browns squeaking it out here. Um, give me the under, though. I think this goes under the 42 and a half. And it's a Thursday game. They usually get started a little boring. So especially with two good defenses, definitely see an under type of game. Yeah, I think you are seeing kind of under game, but I'm actually looking the other way here. I'm kind of liking the Broncos mm -hmm. here. Uh, they've been in a lot of bad spots this year. Uh, mm -hmm. A very desperate Steelers team, uh, a Raiders team we talk, I talked about before, how lost their coach. I don't like going against a team that just loses their coach. There's, there's some weird motivation always with that, whether it's positive or negative. It always seems to work out for that team for the most part. And now they face a Browns team on a short week after an embarrassing loss here against the Raiders. Uh, they've had one of the hardest schedules to start the season based on how the teams are doing this year. So their schedule has been tough. They have been tested. Uh, the Browns have tons of injuries. Uh, their two top running backs look like mm -hmm. they're going to be out. Uh, Vic Fangio, before the season, is 9-2 and two as a dog off a straight up against the spread loss. Uh, they have lost and then lost against the spread in the last three games. They're 0-3 against the spread, and they're 0-3 in general straight up. And the Broncos are also 8-0 on Thursdays versus non-division opponents. Uh, they tend to get up for these Thursday night games, and I'll ride with the dog here. I think they win this game outright. I liked it when it was near the 3.5. Uh, that money is starting to move on the Broncos a little bit, moving it down. So just give me a little bit of points with the Broncos. You can play money line as well, but that's kind of where I'm at with this game. Yeah, it's funny because I actually, when I was first putting in my notes, I'm like, I do like the Broncos. And I'm like, eh, I don't, I just feel like, I'm like, I think the Browns are going to win this by a field goal or something. Like, I, I just don't trust this game for some reason. Just, I just don't like that the Browns lost two in a row. That's the only reason yeah, why. Yeah, that's not a good sign either there. Yeah, I hear Yeah, you. they both are motivated. So it is a tough situation here. It's a tough um, spot. But, I just feel like the Broncos have had a really tough schedule as far uh, as. Spread-wise, yeah. I, I would never bet the Browns. I, I would side yeah. with, you with the Broncos for sure. And But just going to your point with the uh, coaching, coaching missing, I think that the public just overvalues it too much. So even mm. if it's positive or negative, like once I heard uh, – that the Raiders went up to plus five last week. I'm like, all right, this is a division game. The Broncos aren't going to kill people here. I'm like, yeah. there was the Raiders getting plus five seemed like an easy play. It was just like, right. Right. I'm like, this seems so easy. Why didn't I think about this? You know, um, but just wanted to throw that out there. No, that's a very good point. The, the mm -hmm. public perception does move these lines. And uh, I've talked about before, Russ has talked about before, it's hard to beat these Vegas lines. Like when they put these lines out, these casinos, they don't make money off of losers. They know how to set these lines, but we can use that to our advantage. That's the most important thing. Use that line to your advantage. Uh, it's worked out. The line is the line for a reason. You know, it tells the story that the book feels is going to happen. Use it to your advantage. Don't outsmart yourself. If it looks kind of fishy, that's a good starting point to figure it out. But yeah, a lot of it based on public perception. The thing is, they're mostly accurate. So, like, the team's played, say, a thousand times. These, This is what probably the spread, like, what the spread is, that's what the score would most likely be if they played a thousand times. That would be the average victory. Mm -hmm. um, so, the thing is, that's why I always look for motivation. That's how you can take advantage of a spread is by knowing what team is going to come out and what team isn't going to come out. It's, it's a major factor in the spread here because – you're, I mean, we'll talk about it in this next game. Uh, we'll jump it into the Packers, right? Yep, absolutely. So we got the Washington football team at the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are now laying seven and a half. It's dropped down two and a half points. The over-under is 48 and a half for us. That's exactly what I was talking about. This, It's just like the Packers this week. I mean, I don't love Washington, but if I'm going to take a side, I do like Washington here because 
the Packers, it just seems like a game that they're not motivated for at all. They're coming off a five-game winning streak. They just won a division game versus the Bears, where mm -hmm. uh, Rodgers was talking smack to one of the fans uh, in the crowd, I heard. <laughs> yes. um, and that game was actually close. I mean, uh, I almost took that game with the spread, but um, seeing that they're up a touchdown and uh, the Bears actually had a touchdown they got late in the game, but then a holding took it back. And I'm just like, holy shit, okay. Like the game was still a little bit of a battle, but it kind of went the way we thought it would last week. They would just pull away a little bit at the end. Um, but the next two weeks, Rodgers, he's facing Kyler Murray. Oh, oh my gosh, I never say his name right. Kyler Murray, and he's facing Mahomes the next two weeks. So you got to think he's definitely overlooking this giant or, yeah, no uh, Washington team. Um, and the Packers still have a bunch of injuries. So they've been, they've been in these tight games. Uh, so they really won by double digits last week to the bears, but that game was really close. So they're getting involved in these close games. You can tell by the spread has dropped all the way down to seven and a half. Um, I think it's going to be a 27, 21 type of game. Uh, Green Bay gets the victory, but I just feel like they don't really care about this game. Yeah, Washington's been kind of that up and down team. We've we've mm -hmm. done well with them. We lost with them. They actually hung around with the Chiefs most of the game. Honestly, they got a little lucky with a couple bad Mahomes plays mm -hmm. where he was just throwing the ball and you know trying to make something happen, which is kind of not his style. The you know throwing picks and everything. Uh, they got away from their run game. That's their bread and mm -hmm. butter. I mean, the Packers coming off that win. That was a big emotional win for the Bears. You watched that game. You knew they really wanted to stick it to them, and they did. And social media is talking about Aaron Rodgers, this and that and everything. But the most important stat here is the Packers run DVOA is ranked 30th in the NFL. Their run Ooh. defense stinks. I think Rivera can get this run game rolling. I think an under is a good play here. I originally liked it at nine. I still kind of like it as long as you're getting over a touchdown. At that Ooh. point, at that nine, nine and a half, that was the biggest spread they've had this year against them mm -hmm. uh washington themselves is 14 and 1 as a conference dog greater than eight points so we're kind of near that border right there so uh washington's been a pretty good over touchdown uh dog i mean it hasn't been working of late but i think for this spot a good sandwich spot like you brought up with murray and uh who else is who are they playing murray and, and, Mahomes. and, He's got and Mahomes. Mahomes. i mean right those are that, big yeah. time games mm -hmm. i mean they want to get out of Dodge, get this win. You know, they got their big emotional win there. I like the Washington football team. That's who I'm going to be riding with here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the next game we got is the New York football Jets coming off their bye against the New England Patriots. The, it is minus seven New England, the over under 43, Russ. Yep. I'll take the Jets here, who are, like you said, coming off the bye and they want revenge against the Patriots, who actually uh, beat them pretty good earlier in the season. But got a rookie quarterback it was probably what his second game of the season it was just a great spot for the Patriots to take advantage Zach Wilson was awful in that game he had four interceptions sacked four times they lost the by 19 points but if I remember I think they were at probably midfield getting into the zone of the Patriots a couple times when those interceptions were thrown so it could be a completely different story if he just limits the turnovers here and I feel like he's getting some more confidence back and they're coming off the bye. He'll put them into better situations to just keep this game close, low scoring. I could see a 21-17 Patriots win the game, but I see the Jets covering here. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Jets, they were a popular team in London, and uh, they got blown off the doors against Falcons, mm -hmm. and now they're coming off the bye. And actually, a quick turnaround of playing a division opponent. This usually doesn't happen where they play a division opponent twice already this quickly. 
I think mm-hmm. that works to the Jets' advantage over here. The Patriots are coming off that roller coaster game. Uh, Mac Jones looked pretty good, but he made mistakes, and that was because the offensive line wasn't doing their job. He was getting blitzed and hammered constantly. Mm-hmm. I think the Jets can see that kind of footage and do really well with that. I'm all over the under 42 and a half. Uh, the under is eight and three in their last 11 meetings. But if I do have to take the side, I'm with you, Russ. I think with the 75% of the public taking the Patriots, watching that game, how much they could put up points against, it's not going to be a high scoring game. This is, this mm-hmm. falls right into the jets hands here. Uh, give me, give me those points with the jets as well, but I'm more about the under 42 and a half because I think it's just going to be an ugly, ugly game. Mm-hmm, definitely. All right, the next game is the Bengals at the Ravens, and the line is minus six and a half. The over-under is 47. I actually like the Ravens here. Uh, This is just a spot where the Bengals are getting a lot of steam this season. Coming off a blowout win last week, which I expected because they played bad against the bad team in the Jaguars earlier in the season. I knew that they were going to come out to play. Um, But all their games have been close all season long for the Bengals. They have two losses this year, both by only three points or whatever. So I just feel like this is a game where these guys are just going to get blown out. I just feel like they're going to lose by double digits. They're not going to be playing close games all season long. I talked about last week how the Ravens had about eight blowouts um, half their games. And this year they only had uh, one. And then last last week we had their second blowout. So these guys, I could see them getting another blowout here against the Bengals. Everyone, I think the bet percentage here is going to be with the Bengals because they're all seeing how well they've played. I've seen uh, people on their power rankings have these Bengals up to about 11th or whatever. Wow. So talk, we talked about stock, you know, um, we're going to sell high on the freaking Bengals. We do not want the Bengals in this game. I like the Ravens here. I'll take them double digit win. All right. Well, with this game, I was kind of back and forth on this game for the most part. The Bengals, They've been four and two to start. Jamar Chase, he's been the truth with that deep ball. I mean, he's been fantastic. What a rookie mm-hmm. season. Uh, what I found pretty interesting was the Bengals have hit every under this season except against the Vikings, which is crazy. You would never have thought this with a team that has been highlighted with all offensive power and everything. Every under has been hit. The defense has been playing a little bit better. But this Ravens offense, they're ranked ninth in offensive DVOA in the NFL. Not only is the run game going well, the pass game has been really good with Jackson as well. I love the over 47. Uh, I think that's the right play. This probably could fall into your hands. This is like if we're liking the over here, that dog's probably not going to cover because the line is so big right here. So I can definitely see where you're coming from with the Ravens here, especially if I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, which I think it will be. It's going to be a route by the Ravens. It looks like it's going to be. So I'm on board with that as well. But I like the over 47 and a half. A little different than last week. I liked those unders last week, but there's there's some overs I'm liking this week. So give me that over 47. Nice. All right. The next game we got is Chiefs at Titans. And the current spread is five and a half now. It's gone up to five and a half. The over under is 58, Russ. Yeah, there's usually like one game a week that I don't like, and this is probably one of them. Mm-hmm. It's Titans defense is weak, so I know Mahomes should put up probably about 30 points in this game easily, but I just don't know what Titans team I'm going to get after they just came off that big win last week against the Buffalo Bills. And then basically this, the game just comes down to how well is Tannehill going to play. That's that's how I feel this game will be. Um, if Tannehill has an average game, there's no way that they – cover this spread. So Tannehill has to put up probably 28 to 30 points in order to Mm -hmm. cover this game. 
So if I'm going to lean, it's probably going to be the Chiefs in this game. But I just I can't trust the Chiefs who haven't been playing defense. I'm waiting for them to start playing defense again. Yeah, they're deep. Both defense has been absolutely terrible. Um, this is a tough game to handicap. Not going to lie, yeah, I'm probably going to. Yeah. I'm probably going to stay away from the, take the over under in the game too. It's at 58. Yeah. Honestly <laughs> though, I, I, if I had to play something, it would be the over. I don't think you can make this game any higher. I don't think I the Bulls can make this any higher. Uh, oh yeah. Also guys, just a reminder. Thank you guys for tuning in, watching the sharp app. We appreciate it. Giving you winning plays every week. You follow the sharp app. Uh, use my code EBOM. You'll get 10% off. You'll be in the loop with plays that I've already put in at the beginning of the week. Lines have moved. And on top of that, hey, you guys, also, be sure to comment. Ask your questions. We're here live. We can answer these mm-hmm. questions for you. We love, the, we love the live feedback. So if you guys got anything, we're more than happy to jump in and answer those. But more with this game, this is just pretty much a pop, you know, get your popcorn ready, Ross. You know, this is mm-hmm. get your popcorn, relax on the lazy boy. Let's get that over. That's all you can really play here, Russ, because the over is 9-1-1 mm-hmm. and one in the Titans' last 11 games falling against the spread win, and it was an outright win as well. Uh, I'm all about the over this game. Uh, if I'm going to take anything, that's what it's going to be. Nice. Uh, the next game we got is Panthers at Giants. Uh, Giants are a three-point dog at home. The over-under is now 42 and a half. I'll take the Panthers here coming off three straight losses here for the Panthers. I mean, I knew they were overrated when they were three, you know, but now they've lost three straight losses. I mean, I still like this team. I think they're an eight, nine win team. They could be close to the wild card. I still have them as a good team. Uh, but Shaq Lawson, he's been their stud linebacker. He's actually been out the past couple games too. He should be coming back for this game. The Panthers should get their defense strong back together again. The Giants are just a team that's a mess. They got a ton of injuries. 27th in defensive yards allowed a game. The team is, whenever the Giants are terrible, just avoid the Giants. They're always going to be terrible. Joe Judge will probably get fired soon. Give me the Panthers, 24 to 17 here. Yeah, I mean, it's the only way you can really go here, Russ. It's it's Panthers or nothing here. Um, The under, I think, is more of a viable play here if I had to play something. But this is at a point where the Panthers just lost here. Um, It's just... Mm-hmm. It's just a tough spot here. You know, they lost against the Eagles. Uh, Martin's checking. He says, my pick is Carolina minus three. I think, Martin, I think that's the that's only funny. way you can really go here. Uh, if you go take the Giants here, you're really taking a bad team that you're hoping just to get a win outright. And I don't think it's going to happen here. I don't I don't think the three points is really going to matter that much in this game. Uh, I think you're getting a better coach with Carolina. You're getting Darnold and, like, Daniel Jones are like a wash at this point. You know, they both are just running quarterbacks at this point. You know, they're not really doing much throwing the ball. I still believe there's still a lot of injuries on the Giants' side. Uh, I'm looking right oh, yeah. now. Ross has still got a hamstring injury. He's a deep threat. Tony just got hurt. Yeah, Barkley still, of course, has been banged up. Galladay's banged up. Uh, I mean, Slayton's hurt. I mean, Ingram's really the only guy there. And, I mean, they can game plan for Ingram. I mean, he's he's a tough matchup, but you can still put game plan for him. So, Martin, mm-hmm. let's roll with this minus yeah, three. Yeah, take the Panthers. I mean, the Giants' defense, like I said last week, they've been good because their defense was good last year. They mm-hmm. kept them in games. Daniel Jones can't take the burden and take over a game. It's just not going to happen. The Panthers' defense is legit. I mean, what mm-hmm. they played uh, – they lost to the Eagles, which they blew the game. They shut yeah, down. That, the they shouldn't even lost that game. Yep, that's what I'm saying. And then they lost by eight to a high-powered Cowboys team. And I'm trying to remember what the third loss is. But their games have been tough. And the thing is, if the 
like the Panthers. I'm sticking to my guns. I think they're going to win eight, nine games this season, be close to the wild card. Um, they lost to the Cowboys and the Eagles, two teams from the NFC East. They're 0-2 right now. So you think they're going to go 0-3 to that? I mean, yeah. I don't use this logic to bet big on games, but if you think about it, you think they're going to go 0-3 in the division to that NFC East, which is a terrible division. I just don't see it happening. I feel like the Panthers are a team I like better than the Saints in that division. So if they're going to finish second in that division, which I think they will, they have to win a game like this. And what you brought up that the defense hasn't been that well, actually, the Giants offense has, has been horrible. I mean, they're yeah. they're 27th in the NFL in scoring. Yeah, and Carolina's yeah. defense is sixth in score mm-hmm. uh, scoring against. So you're looking at a team that can't score going against a really good defense that gets after it. What's what's the Giants value here? What's the Giants win this year? Who do they beat? The Giants win this year. I'll tell you in a second. The Giants win this year is against New Orleans at New Orleans. Uh, Orleans They were down 10 points with five minutes left. And they found a way to somehow win that game. Winning in overtime. Yes. I mean, how good is this? Is the Giants offense really? I mean, they put up 30 points against Washington. So everyone's like, oh, Giants can put up a lot of points. But look at Washington's defense. They're not really good. Mm -hmm. So now we're starting to catch on to see who's actually good. This is why, like, when we get midway into the season, we can tell who's actually good and who actually sucks. Oh, and what I just saw right here, Mm -hmm. of course, Carolina losing their last three games. Uh, They Mm -hmm. lost against the spread their last three times. So this is a great spot for Carolina right here. I mean, are they going to really go 0-4 and Mm -hmm. 0-4 against the spread with both? I don't see it coming. You're getting unbelievable value with Carolina. I'm glad you were talking about this game. Mm-hmm. I think this is a very good spot for, for Carolina. Yeah. Um, even at three and a half, I think. Yeah, they're going, yeah, they'll probably go to three and a half too, maybe. Because um, yeah. teams just get easy schedules too. So when you're an improved team and you're getting this, when you have an easy road schedule, so if mm-hmm. you can get to 500 or a little above 500 on the road, that's when you actually make the playoff. So these guys are getting a little easy schedule, getting an easy road game against the Giants. I just don't see them blowing an easy game like this. No, absolutely. So we're going to be rolling with the uh, with the Panthers over here. I think this is the right side, and we're getting value with a, a Carolina team that that has you know had some bad luck this this last few games against some good teams. So mm-hmm. uh, moving on to the next game, we got the Falcons at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are getting. Let's see where we're at right now officially. Why am I not? Oh, you know what? It's oh, there it is. Uh, they're getting plus two and a half. The over under mm-hmm. is forty seven and a half for us. I'm taking the Falcons here, but I'm cringing just because the Falcons favorite on the road. But first off, I want to say what the hell's going on here, Chris? What? Um, the Dolphins. They just played in London. What in the hell are they playing this week? They don't have a bye. Yeah, that's outrageous. That's that's why the spreads like this. I think I'm just like I was like, why are they playing this week? I'm like, this is crazy. So yeah, I, I know. know. Usually yeah. you get that buy. Yeah, and the Falcons are coming off of a buy into this game. So Falcons wow. are coming off a buy. These guys, Dolphins are coming playing from London. This is just messed up. Um, Dolphins teams also banged up as it is. They're stud corners, Byron Jones, Xavier Hay or Howard. They're both questionable. And then Will Fuller, he's been out at wide receiver. Devontae Parker is questionable. So mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm gonna take this game, there's no way I can take the Dolphins here. But if I'm gonna side. I got to take the Falcons probably 24-21 type of game here. Yeah, this is an ugly game, Russ. Uh, This is a game that I immediately (laughs) saw that I just didn't want any parts of. Yeah. I I think just that logic alone I feel like is a good spot just for the Falcons. I mean, they are 
somewhat serviceable. If you're looking at what their defense has done this year, Miami's pass defense has sucked. They're 29th mm-hmm. in the NFL in passing yards allowed, while the Falcons are 12th. So they're going to be, and Ridley's, Ridley's going to be coming back as well. That's mm-hmm. a big target. And Miami's offense has not been good with Tua. They, they're they 30th in NFL in total yards and mm-hmm. rushing yards. They're the worst. Uh, they well, only average passing, 71 rushing yards. yards. I just want us the passing yards are going to be fudged just because he hasn't played and Brissett played. You know what I mean? Just so that won't be totally accurate. You know what I mean? Well, even on top of that, the, the rush yards is worse than the NFL. If, if mm-hmm. you're going to rely on the run game because yeah. your quarterback situation hasn't been the best, they're only averaging 71 rushing yards a game. And meanwhile, their um, Atlanta's defense, their best standing point has been the rushing uh, uh, defense. They're 12th in the NFL and rushing yards allowed. It's just this doesn't seem like a really good spot for Miami. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I, and I hate backing Atlanta, but I think Atlanta's the right play here if you're going to be playing, making this play. Yeah, I think guys, we're we're telling you to take the right side with the situation, but me and Chris, when we take the Falcons, man, it never ends well. So you, you won't see either of us try <laughs> I'm doing Chris a favor right now by telling him. Uh, no chance, man. Don't even. Try. Well, yeah. Well, originally we didn't really like. It. But, you know, we have to give our our educated opinion here. Right? Sometimes we have to talk each other out of a pick. Sometimes when we're like, "Whoa, what the hell are you talking about?" Yeah, come on, man. So, you know. But bottom line <laughs> is that if you were to take something, I would take the Falcons. But we will not be touching this game. Exactly. All right, we're on to the next game. A game that we could possibly be taking. This is lines at Rams. This is a big line, Russ. We got some big lines this week. We got the Rams lane. It dropped down to 14 and a half. The over-under is 51, Russ. Where are we going here? I'll take the under here, actually. I just, I hate big spreads. I don't like having, because I, I talk about motivation. So I can't take a team to think that they're motivated to win by 20 points, you know? So I can't take yeah. a team like that. Um, but I will take the under. Lions actually haven't scored over 17 points in five straight games. So this will be the toughest defense that they're going to face all season. Um, and the Rams, they're actually going to get their points. I could see them getting 30 if they play a great game. Um, but 50 and a half for this type of game, I just don't know why the over under is this high. Um, the Lions shouldn't be putting up that much points against the Rams. I, I could just see like a easy victory, like a 31 14 kind of boring type of game here. Yeah, it's kind of weird to see kind of that over under being so big. Do they think yeah. the Lions are actually going to score points on the Rams here? Mm-hmm. I know it's weird because that remember that Packers Lions game that game seemed like it got pretty nuts and the Lions were actually mm-hmm. moving the ball and the Packers were moving the ball and that ended up 35 17 it was like 52 points that would have just made it over that's with a crazy game going back and forth I just I think everyone's amping up because this is a Stafford and Goff so they're going to make this out to be oh mm-hmm. quarterback and quarterback want revenge or whatever but yeah I just don't see that happening in this game yeah, this is a huge stay away for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm right there with you. I think actually now that I'm looking at it, mm-hmm. uh, looking at the stats and everything, the the actual defense has been pretty good for for the Rams. I mean, they're 10th in the NFL in points allowed, and the, just that defense is bad with Detroit. It's just it's like you kind of think like, is that a motivation for golf this week to really show them that like, hey, are they gonna like? Is this like a win one for the Gipper kind of thing where they can kind of hang? It's just mm-hmm. this is this is just a game that I really want no parts of. Nah. Um, the over for the Rams is five zero and one. Their last six games following a straight up win, so that's something to consider as well. If if the Lions can actually score against them, but uh, Russ, I'll leave it up to you. You you like the under? 
I mean, if, uh, if I'm going to take the game, I would take the under here. Okay. I mean, well, we'll roll with that there. It's it's tough to get. You got a tough. I mean, think of it. You got a top 10 defense versus a mm-hmm. bottom tier quarterback. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Usually these overs that go over 50 are when you're going top 10 quarterback against top 10 quarterback or bottom 10 defense against the bottom 10 defense. Kind of, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, just be because it's going to be nice weather. I don't, I don't understand why this over and the Rams have probably just been, I have to look back at the games. Maybe the Rams have just been putting up in the thirties all season long. So that's probably why this is imploded. Maybe just because they put up a shit ton of points last week against the giants too. Yeah. So we'll see there, but uh, we're going to get into a little interesting game mm-hmm. over here. We got the Philadelphia Eagles at the Raiders. The official line right now is at minus three Raiders over under is 49 and a half for us. Where are we going here? I'm taking the Eagles here, actually. The the Raiders are coming off a big win last week versus the Broncos where nobody was actually paying attention to the Raiders, and now people are going to start paying attention to them again. I still think they're overrated, though. Um, The Eagles are coming off a Thursday night game um, where I actually think they played pretty bad and somehow still found a way to only lose by six points. But uh, the point of them playing Thursday is they have more time to prepare for this game, and they also are excited they got Lane Johnson back. Uh, back on the squad so i feel like this is a nice little game for the eagles 27 24 type of game here yeah uh this is gonna be this is i mean we're from the area and everyone knows if you're going to an eagles game away game this year this is the game Mm -hmm. uh this is gonna be almost like an eagles home game i'm not gonna lie the crowd's Mm -hmm. gonna be lit they're gonna be just cheering like crazy yelling doing all stuff when you watch it on tv it's gonna be all philadelphia fans there i mean the raiders are still las vegas raiders i mean they get their crowd a little bit but way teams love coming here because it is las vegas and these these fans are gonna get all sauced up i'm not even joking this is gonna be a really rowdy game um the raiders we weren't even big on them that much this year and the eagles have kind of killed us a little bit so far this year but I'm on board with you with the Eagles as well. I think as long as you're getting at least three points with them, I think they really do need to win this for us. This is this is a this is a game that's a very winnable game right here. The schedule is going to get a little easier for the Eagles coming up here, and I think this is the start of hopefully of winning and moving on a little bit. But that Suriana coaching is is absolutely mm-hmm. atrocious. Mm-hmm. I just want to give a shout out to. Uh... My old baseball uh, baseball coach, Mr. Evison, he was in the crowd. He was actually in one of the memes on um, Barstool Sports, uh, showing the Bucks guy holding the football up, like all excited they just scored a touchdown. You just see his face in the background. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what a guy! What a guy! Yeah. Yeah, you gotta out. check it out, man. It was on Barstool Sports, man. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, you know what the people should check out, Rush? Uh, they should check out the Sharp app. That's where all the big plays are. That's, that's where everyone bet basketball starting up, hockey starting up. We got tons of plays, baseball playoffs. Everything's good, man. Use the code EBOM. You get 10% off. You'll be in the Discord. The Discord is awesome. You can ask us questions about any games, especially other handicappers that are doing well. You don't want to miss it. Yeah, we've been winning, and it's been awesome. And it's because we're on this app, and we're putting these plays out early for the paying members. So, Guys, remember, use the code EBOMB, 10% off. Uh, if you have more questions about it, be more than happy to DM myself or Russ. Definitely. So the next game we're going to get into is the Bears at the Bucks. Another big spread. It is now minus 12. The over-under is 47. Great. Another big spread, all right? Yep. Um, but this is a game I actually like the under here. 
Um, Bears run game has actually not been that bad this year. They've actually been pretty decent. I've been looking back like the actual uh, running backs have actually had good games all season long. There was actually just one game this year that uh, the running backs did absolutely nothing. And that was against the Browns, which they lost 26 to six in that game. So they only scored six points. Um, so this is kind of a similar type of game to me. I just see fields. He's going to have to do everything himself. So, cause you, you can't run the ball at all on mm-hmm. the box. They're not even going to try, even if they try, they're not going to get anywhere. So for this game to just be solely on fields, I just don't see them scoring at all. So I just feel like this is a 27, 14 type of game. Um, give me the under here. Yeah, I, I'm all about the Bucks this game. Uh, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not falling for any kind of fields running or anything like that. This mm-hmm. court, this this defense is seasoned. It's a defense that has a really good defensive coordinator that can eat up a rookie quarterback like this. He's gonna be running around like with a chicken with his head cut off over here. I think mm-hmm. the Bucks take care of business easily here. I think the ball gets spread around beautifully. Um, just too many weapons on the Bucks side. I'm more than happy to take that. Uh, the Bucks defense is ranked ninth in NFL in total yards allowed, while the sh- Chicago's offense is the worst in the NFL in total yards. So they, they aren't getting those yards. They're getting little yards based on his little scrambling ability with fields. Uh, I'll be more than happy that the line's starting to go down a little bit in favor of the Bears side, but I'll be more than happy mm-hmm. to take that 12 and a half. Give me the Bucks. You got a little motivation on your side too. The uh, remember that Thursday night game last year, Brady was screaming at everybody. They lost to the Bears. <laughs> he lost the Foles again. Yeah. Oh, exactly. He's, now he's, he's not going to forget about playing the Bears again. <laughs> they need to put Foles out there. Yeah, exactly. They <laughs> definitely need him. He's on there, isn't he? Like the third stringer. Oh, who knows? Uh, he's he's just kicking up for this feet up man, spending all that money, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Making that money, that Super Bowl winning quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next game we got here is the Houston Texans at the Arizona Cardinals, who have been red hot. It has gone up to 17 and a half. The over under us, 47 and a half. Where are we going with this bar? Yeah, bar? I mean, you know, I'm not taking the Texans here. I mean, this is one of those spots. You got one of the best teams in the league facing one of the worst teams in the league. And usually when this type of situation happens, it's like later in the season and it's usually mm-hmm. at like minus 21. So, if you guys, this is probably a good price for the Cardinals if you want to grab it. Because um, the last time the Cardinals actually faced a bad team was the Jaguars, and they were actually came out flat that game. The Jaguars almost beat them in that game. Um, it, what, that was like the missed field goal, and they took it to the house or something, or mm-hmm. something crazy that happened in that game. Um, so that's why I just see them, when that happens, you face the bad opponent, you're going to be focused this time you face a bad opponent. So um, definitely like the Cardinals. I said that um i forget what the other team was i said last week it happened and i was just like they're not going to sleep on this team when you're facing a bad team again you're going to come out to play and oh that's what it was the Bengals because the Bengals faced the jaguars earlier in the season they played like shit in that game um what were they down like two touchdowns uh last week they faced the lions and you saw they took care of business right away in that game so uh, teams come right back around and take care of business yeah, Cardinals have been super red hot. It's hard to go against them in this spot here. I actually like the under here. Uh, I just don't know if the Texans are going to score, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think the whole J.J. Watt thing, playing his former team, I think it's just it's a really bad spot for the Texans here. Uh, we might be able to find a spot for them later on. Right now, I don't think is the time. 
Will they put up 40-some points? I don't know if the Cardinals will put 40 up points. I think this is more of a get-out-of-dodge kind of game for them, you know, get their win. They know this is an easy win for them. They're going to get it. So I like the under here because I don't know if the Texans are going to really score. Definitely. So now we move on to Sunday night over here. We got uh, the Indianapolis Colts, who we were all over, that showed pure domination against the Texans that we just talked about. They're going up against the 49ers. The 49ers have moved up to minus 4.5. The over-under is 44, Russ. Sound the alarm here. All right. <laughs> Sound the alarm. Oh, yes. Sound, Sound the alarm here. All right, dude. We got the 49ers here, dude. dude <laughs> okay. Dude. This is these guys are coming off three straight losses. It's a good team. They lost to the Packers, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals. All right. They're also coming off a bye with a good coach here. All right. The public's mm-hmm. actually siding with the Colts, which I'm cracking up right now. Okay. Um, the Colts look good on Monday night football against the Ravens a couple of weeks ago, which they blew the game because they stink. Um mm-hmm. And I'm talking, I'm talking bad about the Colts after I just took them last week and they just killed the Texans. <laughs> all right. That's what I love that they come like, come on, kill these guys so I can go against you next week. So they killed the yep. Texans, which is perfect for us. But you think I'm getting fooled by Carson Wentz here? Get the hell out of here. The 49ers defense is gonna kill this guy. He's gonna be yeah, fumbling all over the place. He's only got two fumble this year. He's due for three this game. Oh my right. goodness. 27, it- 17, book it. This is going to be probably a VIP play. I'm sending this out to everybody. All right. <laughs> Take the 49ers. Hey, hey, hey. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> hold, on one, hold on one second. I had to look into this game a little bit here. Which, yeah, I, no, I thought, there's nothing to look into. No. Hold on, hold on. I've looked into this game. You know, I look into every game, but yeah. I think there's also something I had to bring up for this game as well. Hold on, before I get into that, Russ, do you think this is going to be what I call a body bag game? This is going to be a body bag. They might knock Wentz out. I think he might get knocked out. He's going to, he'll have another injury. That'll happen. I'm yeah, calling, for sure. I'm calling, a, I'm definitely calling a strip fumble. <laughs> get the body bags ready because the 49ers are coming. If anyone can find that bet to lose a fumble on Carson Wentz, that's probably okay. even money. <laughs> probably even money. Yeah. So, so I want to, so you brought up. San Francisco lost three straight and three against the spread. Mm-hmm. You, know you want to know what the, the, the Colts have done over here? They've covered the last three games, Russ. They covered the last three games. Yeah. This is the perfect situation for the 49ers. They're begging you to take the 49ers. I'm just I'm looking at the bet percentages right now. Too. I'm glad we you fish- threw that out there, too. We might have to put those bets in right now, dude. Uh, well, may, I mean, I'll tell you right now, the Colts, they're at 60% right now, and the line is going up. Right. Exactly. So yeah. I don't know how much higher this game's going to go. I might just wait because maybe it might go it might go down. I mean, you we're at a point where we're in between right now. I think it went up already because I think they know Garoppolo is probably going to play definitely now. So there's oh, okay. question marks. But I think now that they're like, all right, later in the week, he's probably definitely going to play here. So, Well, let me see what we got with him real quick. Good. So definitely feeling good. Oh, geez, I can't get this thing up. It's just yes. off, man. That's, oh, that's, 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 telling, for the money that game. That's telling you, you need to get your money in now, guys. That's they say it's unclear the, right now about Garoppolo, but I don't think he could coach a worse game than he did against those Cardinals. So, and he wasn't even in, he was even close with that game. 
This is a great this is a great spot for the 49ers. I'm all there for you, Russ. But let's before we get it, let's get into the Monday night game. All right. We got the Monday night big marquee game. We got Jameis Winston and the boys, the Saints. They're at the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are getting four and a half. The over-under is 42 and a half. I'm actually liking the Seahawks here. Uh, I've been down on the Saints all year. Um, Monday night football home team. I was actually impressed with Geno Smith last week. I mean, he fumbled late in the game, but you got to think he's playing on the road against the Steelers. I mean, that was not an easy game for him to come into. I was, I was very impressed with that. And they actually had the running game going too against the Steelers. I was like, what the hell's going on with this team? So um, I definitely, I feel like the Saints, just because they're off a bye, this is one of these situations like when you talk about uh, coaches, when their coach goes missing, mm-hmm. like when there's overvalued certain spots. And I feel like this is right. an overvalued spot where the Saints have a winning record. They're coming into the bye. Everyone thinks they're just going to blow these guys out. I don't think so. Minus five on the road is just, that's way too much given the Seahawks who Carroll's a great coach. I mean, they can keep this game close in a low scoring game. I think it'll be the same kind of score as last week uh, with the Steelers 23, 20 type of game. But I think the Seahawks can actually get the win here. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at what Geno Smith did last week against the Steelers 209, one touchdown. Didn't really get asked to do a whole lot. Only threw 32 times, 23 out of 32. He was uh, Metcalf was your leading receiver with only 58 yards. I mean, that, that comes with the baggage of not getting a lot mm-hmm. of passing yards, but this Saints team, I remember you talking about before, you are not impressed with this Saints team at all. Mm-mm, I'm not at all. It's, I'm going to stick to my guns on it. Yeah. So, I mean, now you're getting points after playing pretty close with the Seahawks. I mean, there's a little public perception with it. What did the Saints do last week? They had their bye last week. Oh, so, so they're coming off a bye. They're coming off the Reds or the Washington football win, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I believe. Everyone's still looking at that first week where they beat the Packers yeah, or whatever, yeah. but everything's going to start evening out. Mm-hmm. I got to look back. They lost to the Panthers. We knew they were going to lose that one. Uh, they beat New they England, beat New England. The third week of the season. But look, Winston is just not doing anything. It's just like this team is just crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just not a team that's going to blow you out, though. When they. They won the game by 11 against Washington, but they threw the Hail Mary before halftime, so they got a touchdown out of that. So that really would have been a four-point win or whatever the hell it would have been um, in that game. Um, I just – I don't – they went to overtime with New York Giants. Like, this team's just so up and down. So this is where it's like, oh, they beat Washington, took care of business. Everyone's up on top of them again. I just see them falling right back down again. I don't know. They're just – they're going to be up and down there. I find them as an eight, nine win, eight win team, basically. Yeah. Season. So don't trust these guys giving points. I don't think so. I'll take this. Yeah. Side. And I mean, we're looking at what, where they're at right now. They're three and two. So that's kind of where the process where we're mm-hmm. at right now yeah. with them. Uh, the Seahawks are two and four. So we'll see how that goes. But I think that's probably the side you got to stay on with the Seahawks. Geno Smith has been terrible. They're going to pump in that fake noise like they always do in Seattle. I don't care what anyone says. That noise is fake. And Seahawks are 0 2 at home. So they're due for a little home win here, too, as well. What a, yeah, what maybe a little home cooking. Get that noise, that notch a little higher. Saints would be three and one on the road if they win with Winston. Great quarterbacks win on the road. But, the Saints, they don't do anything special to me. Right. Looking throughout their stats, they don't have anything special that they're doing. They lost Breeze last year. They're going to get worse this season. So 
Um, definitely still like the Seahawks. I'm just rambling and rambling about Geno Smith over here. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. This is what we come up to, Russ, at the end of the NFL segment, is that we're talking about Geno Smith. So we got to stop that right now. The plays are in for the NFL. I hope you guys like those plays. But do not leave right now because we're on the college football, Russ. Mm -hmm. College football has been fantastic for us this year. We've been covering the big games. I've been covering my revenge tour games. And we're going to start off with a big marquee game that actually kind of falls into my revenge tour game, Russ. All right. What game you got on first? All right, we got the Oklahoma State Cowboys at Iowa State. The line is at minus seven. The over-under is 47. All right, who you liking here? Uh, I'm liking the home team here, Russ. Uh, Oklahoma State uh, came, coming off another dog win, 32-24 against Texas. Iowa State mm-hmm. beating Kansas State 33-20 pretty handedly. Uh, Oklahoma State ranked eighth in the country. 72% of the people are taking the Cowboys. They're undefeated this year. They've had some really good wins. They've been super impressive. They've been having a lot of really good wins. Maybe the most impressive schedule this year that no one's really talking about. It's still surprising. Uh, I'm not going to get a whole lot of details because we talked about them last week. But uh, they've been winning based on their defense. I mean, their defense has been great. They're ranked 81st in the country in total yards. Uh, which isn't good at all offensively, 89th in passing yards, and 84th in con- in the country in points scored. Uh, this is pretty much the most points they have been given this year against the spread, and they're number eight in the country. This is crazy. Oklahoma State last year was a two-and-a-half point favorite and covered. Now they're a bigger dog with the best start in a real long time, Russ. This is, uh, this is looking like a trap for the public here. Mm-hmm, definitely, yeah. Looking at this game, well, I talked about last week, we we're going over the big games, and I was like, yeah, take Texas, Oklahoma State's overrated. I watched some of the game last week, and Oklahoma State got a pick six in that game. Just watching Texas look good, like they should have covered. I have no clue. I, I missed the last quarter of the game, but I, they must have fell apart at the end of the game. But um, them coming off another big win, they got to go on the road. This looks like a big spread just looking at the spread. Seven looks like a lot, and it's been sitting there. So um, definitely – looks like an Iowa State kind of line here. So And, uh, and I also wanted to talk about the Iowa State as well. You got a senior mm-hmm. quarterback and, and, and Brock Purdy uh, looking for revenge on the revenge tour, losing the last two years. Hutchinson, wide receiver, the big wide receiver, he's a senior. Charlie Kohler, he's a senior as well. These two guys lead the mm-hmm. receiving attack. A uh, lot of upperclassmen. Hall at running back is averaging five and a half yards. He's a junior. This defense is ranked third in the entire country in total yards allowed, fifth in passing yards allowed, 13th in points allowed. This defense is nasty. This offense sucks for Oklahoma State. This is a spot where people are being dying to take almost a touchdown with the eighth team in the entire country going against Iowa State that's had a couple of bad losses that's not, no longer ranked. It's homecoming, Russ. I love homecoming. This is double revenge oh, homecoming nice. with a bunch of seniors. This line is imploded beyond belief. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Iowa State Cyclones are 7-0 and versus opponents uh, that are off of back-to-back straight up against the spread wins. Last Their last win in that back-to-back as a dog. That just happened with Oklahoma State against Texas. A dog winning outright, covering straight up and against the spread. Give me the Cyclones minus six and a half, seven, whatever you can get them at. Uh, I prefer uh, prefer under seven, uh, but if you get them at seven, I think it's going to be a double-digit victory anyway. This over-under is really low, so I really like that. I think they win by double digits, and it's going to be a low-scoring game. Very nice. 
So we got the next game over here. We got a, a big Pac-12 matchup. And what and what show tackle the board would not be featuring? What, a, what the? Wait a minute. What the hell? Oh yeah, we got another one, Chris. I'm oh helping, boy, I'm helping people out this weekend. All right, man. Uh, here we go. All right, UCLA minus two and a half. All right, I like UCLA here. Um, we're halfway into the season now. I can now evaluate how the teams are playing and what the line should be. All right. This line for the game, UCLA should be a pick them here. All right. They're at minus two and a half right now. The public is backing Oregon and the bet percentage is with Oregon. So whoever's watching the show this late, glad you stuck around, get UCLA in. This is a little secret I'm giving out here. All right. Bet, bet percentage is on Oregon. Everyone's on the side, top 10 team. The spread's wrong. Odds maker, this is a spot the odds makers are messing with the public here. Take UCLA, a minus two and a half. Going to be a big play this week. Get it in. Yeah, uh, I'm not on the side of the spread. Uh, this is kind of a fishy line, if you will. Uh, like you brought up. taking away my mojo here. What are you talking about? You're getting on the UCLA wagon here. All right, I'll jump on, but I, I'll do you one better also. I actually like the <laughs> under in this game, under 60 and a half. Okay. All right, I'll uh, take a look. Yeah, the thing with Oregon, they have been terrible against the spread, 0-4 against the spread in their last four games. That loss against Stanford was absolutely devastating for their college playoff hopes, so there might not be as much motivation right there. Uh, there's been big expectations about UCLA this year. This has uh, been a team that Chip Kelly's gotten some years under his belt, some recruiting under his belt. Uh, the senior Thompson Robinson's been absolutely fantastic at quarterback, 13 TDs, two interceptions. He's been a big weapon for him. And uh, Kyle Phillips at wide receiver has been fantastic. Six TDs, 15 yards a catch. The last couple of matchups have gone uh, – this matchup has gone over the total and averaging 68 points. Uh, the line started at 59. It's going to steam up a little bit due to everybody wanting to bet this over. I'm not falling for it. I love the under here, but I cannot blame you taking UCLA here. Uh, I think this is a same game parlay action. I like the under 68 and a half, and we'll take Russ's minus two and a half. That's a nice little same game parlay action. I hear you, man. I'm loving UCLA, though. So if you want to, <laughs> if you want to go get to the bank account, Start, start uh, getting that money out and uh, make some real money here. All, All right. right, get to that cash machine. Start betting with the big boys here, right? All right, now we're talking. Those are for the small betters. We don't want to talk parlays. This is this is a bad boy where you, you uh, tell the big boys at the casino, hey, put this down. All right, fair casino, enough. Casino's going to shut it down. Like, what the hell's going on here? It's at all these UCLA big bets in. Somebody's going to start knocking on my door soon and be like, yo, stop telling people taking UCLA. That's enough. <laughs> all right i love it i love it i think someone's knocking right now man i don't know oh, if man, stop it out. stop putting those bets in <laughs> too much winning <laughs> so you got another uh revenge game that you love this week absolutely this is one of my favorite plays on the board i went sec country uh was maybe last week or so um i was red hot before then with the revenge tour so i had to give out one of my favorite plays this week once again, another homecoming double revenge game. I love these situations. Uh, this is Nevada at Fresno State. Fresno State is a three-point favorite at home, over under 62 and a half. Uh, Nevada's coming off a big second half onslaught against Hawaii. If you follow the Sharp app, I was all over 
Nevada at minus 13 and a half. It started going up. They started a little slow, but dominating the second half. Kawhi didn't even score. They put the points on with strong. That was a great spot there. Uh, if you're looking at a, a spot that Nevada has been good at, it's been the rush attack. They're 127th in the country in rushing, but their pass game's been great with strong. Um, this, this Nevada team is going to be without Elijah Cooks. Uh, he hasn't been there in the last few games. hasn't really shown yet that it's been detrimental to him. He leads the team in touchdowns with Cole Turner at tight end, four touchdowns. This could be a big factor this week. It could finally show here. But I like really – I love Fresno State Bulldogs, ranked 40, 41st in the country in rushing yards and 20th in passing yards allowed. Well, actually, their defense – excuse me, their defense has been good on both ends. So 41st rushing yards allowed and 20th in passing yards allowed. They're also 8th in passing yards. Talk about an air raid over here. Jake uh, Hayner throwing for 23, over 2,300 passing yards, 20 TDs. Russ, this is a rise and fire offense that I can get behind. Jalen Croper has 10 TDs this year with over 500 yards receiving. Uh, Fresno State is 4-0 in their last four home games versus a team with a winning record. They even had a win against your boys, UCLA, this year. A big win when they were ranked really high that knocked them off a little bit. This team's serious, Russ, and this is revenge written all over it. I absolutely love it. Give me the Fresno State Bulldogs in revenge. Homecoming, that's the theme this week. I love these spots. Give me Fresno State. Very nice. I hope you hit on that Mountain West bad boy right there. Oh, absolutely, man. You know how I am with these conferences, man. I'm all over them. I know. I was actually pissed. I almost uh, – Fresno was actually a great spot last week. I almost took them. I was like, oh, I want to take them. I'm like, no, stay away from the small teams. And, of course, what they they won easily, 17-0. Yeah, yeah. They were coming off uh, – they had two horrible losses. There was uh, – they lost minus third. Oh no, no, damn it! There was some. Oh, they just played like shit. They were minus thirty favorites and just won by like eight to UNLV. Um, oh, they lost to Hawaii the week before. Lost to Hawaii uh, before. Yeah. Hawaii, they lost as a minus ten and a half favorite. So it was definitely a good spot last week too. I was like, God damn it, I missed it or whatever. So um, if I were to side, I would definitely side with Fresno. Just your logic that they lost the last two to Nevada or whatever. So mm-hmm. definitely like that pick. And, and Nevada's been playing pretty well this year, but Fresno's been solid too. I mean, there's going to be a lot of points this mm-hmm. game. I think the over is pretty solid here, but I think Fresno State wins in a shootout, and this game just means so much more to them. Homecoming is very important for a good team mm-hmm. like this. That's been kind of sliding down a little bit. Uh, now they, they cleaned up everything against Wyoming. Now they're going to go against a very high-powered Nevada team. I don't think they're going to have any problems scoring here. I don't think – the offense was really there last week against Wyoming, but I'm okay with that because this Nevada defense isn't one of the best here. So I'm more than happy to take Fresno State here. Nice. And that'll do it for us today, guys. Thank you for checking in, watching. We appreciate it. Remember to like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Spread the word, tackle the board. We've been winning every week. I mean, I don't know what else to do. Uh, it's been profitable every week for the most part between mm-hmm. Russ and myself. So you guys listening, you guys are cashing, spread that word guy. We want to beat up the bookies even more. You know, they'll, they're trying to stop us. It's not going to happen, Russ. We're going to keep I winning. Might, I we- might not be here next week, guys. We'll see. I don't know. You might go to your island. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if someone's going to kidnap me, the casinos are going to kidnap my ass for giving out UCLA to everybody. So we'll I see. know exactly. <laughs> but, but once again, guys, remember, 
subscribe to the Sharp app. You know, we give out a lot of good information, good leans, everything else, but we put our play specifically on there. We've I've already put in bets already at the beginning of the week mm-hmm. that the lines have went the other way, and uh, we're, we've already gained advantage on the books already with them. So remember, use my code EBOM. You'll get 10% off. Uh, download it on the App Store, uh, Google Play, all that good stuff. Very easy to find. Tons of great tools as well. But, of course, being part of the Discord is the number one thing because you can talk to any of the handicappers and see their logic be t- behind these games. And we've been winning. Uh, the whole Discord has been making a lot of money. Uh, be sure to follow the Sharp app, and that's going to do it for us, Russ. Yep, yeah, make sure you guys get these bets. And, I mean, we're making money every single week. So we're doing our best to try to entertain you guys, but – It all comes down to making money. If you want to bet on the games and make money. I mean, if you want to watch Barstool and see guys wear costumes, you could do that. But if you actually want to make money, watch this show. But again, if you guys enjoy the show, help us out. Hit the like button. Subscribe to the Sharp app so you guys can see all the videos. Us, all the other guys giving out good information. So uh, let's make some more money this week and let's close out the show, Chris. All right, let's tackle that board, Russ. Tackle the board, man.